Coins camera is off. Kev's camera is off. Mine is on because I'm so hot. Welcome to another episode of Knife Making Down Under podcast. In this episode, we're changing our format again to podcast. Me, Corin, and Kev, they're joining me with their drinks in their hand. So this is going to be more laid back episode like the last one. Gentlemen, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. This whole recording at night thing's a bit strange. Kind of used to drinking alone, but it's good to have you boys here. Go to agree. It's actually decent to have a little bit of social interaction while drinking. I don't feel like so much of an alcoholic loner. <laughs> now I just feel like an alcoholic desperado. Ah, <laughs> uh, mate, if the shirt fits, eh? Fuck yeah, I'm wearing it. Quinn, what's in I'm your wearing. hand? Uh, today I've got, a, well, same as last week, Glenn Morangi, original from the 16 Men of Tain in Scotland. Yeah. If you ever go to Tain, the, the origin of this drink, my great grandfather or great-great-grandfather or some old bloke that was related to me anyway did all the wood turning in that church and apparently it's quite spectacular so there you go useless bit of information very good i'm actually drinking the same i've got the glen morangi original but i had to one up corin and i've got the uh one liter duty-free bottle underway uh definitely not going to be finishing off one liter that's for sure <laughs> that would be a des- sign of absolute desperation. <laughs> Sounds like someone's throwing down a challenge, actually. But yeah. yeah, and we're no longer drinking out of the small whiskey glasses. We've just got the fucking standard water drinking glasses from the kitchen. <laughs> Guys, I, I thought it was a knife making none on the podcast. I feel like we're Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. <laughs> I think you're missing the point of Alcoholics Anonymous, Mert. They don't drink. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and we know everyone. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm starting off a little bit better because I've just come up from uh, making a knife. I've been working on that barrel knife, still my fucking head in, and yeah. Anyway, but I'm doing it. Caused you a bit of grief. Yeah, yeah it's fucked. It's funny when you're uh, posting up the whip, and you're actually posting up the shit that you're getting wrong, and the fucking tanties that are going with it. <laughs> Oh, I've given up on the fucking, on that work in progress. I'm just like, I don't know who's watching it. It's like, I don't want to fucking spam the group. I, I, man, I fucked up a couple more times, so. But I'm pretty happy with a few things I've done. Yep, that looks like it's going all right. I like the fucking uh, tapped pivot. I really like the tapped pivot, soldered on one side. Yeah, that came out real nice. And, it, and it's a really nice fit too. I made a little bit of an error with it, but it's still a good fit. Yeah, no, it's a good, a good change in it. What have you been up to, Matt? You've been doing anything interesting in the workshop? Yeah, I had a few custom orders actually I was trying to finish up. I don't get as much as shop time that I would like because my wife is working from home and I usually have the kids and I only get like half an hour here and there, one hour stretch. So, But yesterday and today I managed to finish two custom orders, which was good. And also I managed to make a Saya because with the new edition of our Facebook group, Knife making down the Facebook group. If you're not a member, please join. And I asked the question if anybody wants me to see the how saya, how I make my sayas, and there was a quite a bit of request. So I documented making a saya, and I was thinking like, yeah, I'll take ten pictures, I'll be fine. But I realized to be able to get it properly, I had to take pictures of all the sequence and all the small details, and someone else might miss. And right now I'm at forty pictures. 
I haven't edited the pictures, and I also have to write descriptions about what I'm doing in those all these pictures and where they should be paying attention. And I realized I also have like maybe another six or maybe ten more pictures to go. So this project is becoming a lot bigger than I thought it'll be. I thought I was just going to make them ten, take ten pictures and done, but no, I want to do it properly, and I want to uh, edit the pictures, and maybe I'll make a video. Maybe I'll just be have the pictures of like a slideshow, and I'll be doing the talking behind. So I'm about to post that. So people who want to make their um, Japanese-style knife sheets, known as Saya, so they have a better idea how I make mine, and hopefully it'll be helpful to people. Yeah, good. I've made a couple, but I'm pretty sure that processes I've done, because, you know, being the self-taught in that sort of shit, I'm pretty sure my processes aren't um, anywhere near as refined as yours, so I'm looking forward to seeing what you put up myself. Oh, look, I don't know if they're refined, but there's small things if you do them right, and if you do them from the beginning, there's less chance of fucking up later. So the way I learn is I fuck up things first, and it teaches me not to fuck up later. Sounds like my marriage, except I never got the second bit. <laughs> well, this is a podcast. <laughs> right. Oh, I had a mad row with the missus today. Cheers, Corin. I'm having a Valentine's. Last week I had beer. This week it was whiskey. That knows maybe in a couple episodes I'll be having fucking meth on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Life goals. Yeah, I had a mad row with the wife today. It was uh, pretty spectacular. Every day, you know, like working at home is a pain in the ass. I suppose there'll be lots of other people listening to this to be in the same sort of situation, you know, working from home. Yeah, I'm kind of lucky that my wife, she's an essential worker, so she's going off to work every day. And my son's home from school, so he's just, you know, they're doing about three hours worth of schoolwork and then fucking playing Call of Duty for nine hours. So at least they're building their fucking work skills for later in life. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's the same as my kids, mate. Like, fuck, they do their schoolwork and then he's, uh, he's on the games with his friends all afternoon, which is great. Like, they've got to have some social interaction. But he hasn't been outside in two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yesterday, that's how it all sort of started. Yesterday, I said to him, come on, mate, we're going fishing. We're going to nick off down the river going fishing. He goes, oh, we can't. We'll be fined or something. I said, no, fuck it. We're going fishing. We've got to get out. So him and I, we, we nicked off into the bush to a remote place and we went and had a fish. Caught a nice little bass and it was good. But when we got back, I got my fishing gear. It was all in a bag and chucked it under the bench, you know, as you do. Yep. And every day when I come down for lunch, I, I come down and I go, oh, what's for lunch? And she yells at me, I'm not a cafe, you know, get your own lunch. I'm not going to make lunch for you. I said, oh, well, whatevs. So today I go down there. I step over this bag that she's taken out from under the counter and thrown in the, in the doorway so I have to trip over it when I walk inside. So fair enough. She doesn't like it there. So I fucking walked, <laughs> walked in. And I was like, oh, this is going to start. How's your day? Fine, fine. I said, fine, fuck, I know what that means. Who doesn't? I've gone in and started making myself something to eat. And then I'm just about finished eating. And she comes over and goes, oh, yeah, and I'm going to make bacon and eggs for me and the kids for lunch. I thought, oh, go and get fucked. (laughs) Go and get fucked. So I've just gone, well, that's fucking lovely, isn't it? Mouthed off probably a little bit more than I should have, and I fucking walked off to the shed in a bit of a half. But before I did, I got all the shit she had lying around the house, bits of furniture half finished, and she repairs furniture, all the fucking things she's left everywhere, and piled it all up in front of the fucking door of the room she was in. So there was this massive barricade when she came out, which I found personally fucking hilarious. <laughs> probably's done no, no, no end of harm to my marriage, but I'm good with that. I went back to the shed and then, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. How about you having a drink? It's good. 
But anyway, that's it. That's that, that's life in the current household. It's all fucking peaches and lollipops. I'm sure we'll kiss and make up. We normally do, but yeah, fucking over it. Living at home, I just want to go to work. Honestly, yeah. I just want to go back to work. Since China experienced this disease first and they went through, the divorce rate got up, the murder rate and shit, and people, people are home. Like the people used to spend so few hours with their spouse and all of a sudden you're home all day without a break. Their homes are tiny. Like my fucking loft in the shed's bigger than their house. So, I mean, I just go out to the shed. That's back to work. It's my space and, and that's it. I don't have to worry. But imagine having to be stuck in a small little unit in Hong Kong or Wuhan or whatever. Be shit. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucked. Yeah, so I'm just... I'm going up to the workshop and I'm doing some shit and I get a bit bored and a bit fucking, you know, the head starts going in the wrong space and I come back inside and on a bit of fucking Netflix. I had to watch that fucking Tiger show to know what Mert was going on about with his fucking Tiger <laughs> Twist, Tiger Twist fucking night. <laughs> I had to Google it. I never watched the show. Corey, I'm torn no between. Idea. You have no idea what you're missing. Yeah. I'm torn between whether the woman fed him to the fucking Tigers or whether he went down to fucking, what was it, Puerto Rico or wherever he was fucking going to go? I think he was trying to go to his second missus in Puerto Rico and she fed him the Tigers. I, I read the <laughs> Wikipedia page and I came to that conclusion pretty much at the end of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's a fucking nasty piece. Kale motherfucking yeah. Baskin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, binge, binge watch that, binge watch that season. I like to go and watch some more of these fucking uh, like Netflix murder fucking documentaries or something. Well, mental note: I'm not going to get any tigers as pets. Nah. If I knew they were fucking two grand, seriously, they're two fucking grand. Is that all? Yeah. In the US, yeah. You can buy a thousand. What a t- tiger for two thousand dollars? Corin, apparently in Texas there are more tigers in cages than there are wild in the world total. Why doesn't that surprise me? So next time you go oh, to... Heaps more. I know it's Texas, but next time you go for a Paragon, I think you might you might, you might might sneak in a little uh, little kitty kitty along with the Paragon containers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, group, kitty kitty. Group by, group by. Group by. Group by. Bog by. <laughs> Customs. What's in this container? Oh, tiger skins. Still on tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Still, still living. Yeah. My TV shit itself today. I got no way to fucking watch Netflix. My son, <laughs> my son sprayed the TV with the with the water, and he yeah, oh. our TV is fucked. Yeah. About that. Oh well. You know what's worse about that than anything is now you can't even sit him down in front of the TV to watch a DVD while you're doing stuff. No, there's not. Oh, you just have to spend time with them, Mert. You just say. And if you were looking after them properly anyway, it wouldn't have happened. I had oh, them all day today, Colin. I had them all fucking day today. You should have been supervising them better. Fuck. Yeah, 24-7. Okay, this is something I say to Kevin all the time. <laughs> but no, no, no. Fuck you, Colin. <laughs> he probably just wanted the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He was sick of being ignored, so he thought, fuck this, I'm going to bust the telly. Yeah, I bust the telly so my old man feeds me. We're starving to death. They usually, those little guys, wait till I go to the bathroom or something. The second I go to the bathroom, I hear a big thud or crash or something, and one of them is in fucking tears. I got four kids, mate. It's the story of our house. It always has been. But the dog on the other side, dog just sitting fucking fine. He's doing, he's minding his own business. 
He's not being a shit. He's just chilling. But no, no, the, the little two kids. Yeah, rough. Rough. I'm just going insane. I'm going insane from the one-sided conversation that my son has when he's on his PS4 with his mates. So I don't know what the fuck they're saying, but all I hear is my son with his part of the conversation, and it just fucking does my head in. <laughs> I'm like, man, put it on a fucking speaker so I can hear everyone talking, because it's just fucking doing my head in. That's my son as well. Yeah, him and his mates, they play on the PlayStation. It's a different game, probably. Yeah. yeah they play Nightstand or... Fort Stand or Fortnite or something. I don't know what it's called. Oh, yeah, Fortnite. 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 Yeah. Nah, my son's, they're playing Call of Duty, something or other, just going around killing each other, which is pretty cool, but, yeah. And every now and then we come in and I just go, you hungry? He's like, nah. I'm like, yeah, good. <laughs> That's about the conversation. <laughs> my 19-year-old sat down at the dinner table like it's always been a rule in my house you've got to sit at the dinner table at dinner time you stayed with us kev you know what it's like we sit at the table at dinner time mm-hmm. dinner time yeah my 19 year old he hasn't for a long time he's he's decided he's not doing that and he buys his own food he cooks his own meals and that and i said well fuck it whatever tonight he sat down at the dinner table and he was polite and he even talked in like words i could understand for the first time in like a year i've heard his voice Checking for drugs. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Maybe maybe he just hasn't been able to get any. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> that's it. He's on fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Going to your dealer's house is not essential business. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Anyway. How's about the group, though? We started that group. I thought, oh, we might get a couple of members. I think we're over 700 now. Yeah, over 700. So thank you, everybody. No doubt a couple of you listened to the show, and we really appreciate you joining. That was sort of unexpected. Everyone's putting up uh, pictures of what they do and who they are, and, yeah, it's been pretty good. No dicks at the moment, no dickheads, which is good. It's nice. Like We've got some newbies that they've never been in any kind of knife-making group. We've got the usual suspects. Yeah, we've got a couple of really good knife-makers in that group too. Yeah, someone. Yeah, Henning's come on. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I saw Henning. Talented bastards. Yeah, talented piece of shit that he is. <laughs> yes. Oh. He's got that integral that he's working on. Sub is it subhilled? Yeah. And it just looks a bit plain, Jane, but you just know as soon as it comes out of the etch, it's going to go through the fucking roof. And I mean, when it looks plain, Jane, it still looks spectacular. Oh, yeah, it's be- but you just know that you're only seeing half the fucking knife. Yeah. You'll put it in the acid, and the uh, the pattern will come out of that Damascus, and we're all going to go, holy smokes. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, we're, we're going to be wishing we were with him just to give him a bit of a, just give him a big fucking hug and a kiss. Yeah, bastard, Henning. Tell him how awesome he is. Yeah, he's a bastard. Yeah, Henning. Yeah, Sorry, so. It's so yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty good to see. What was that? Say it again. Who? You. You said something and I totally no. talked over you. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't you. Don't you something. Well, I'm eating chocolate. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> this is a fucking pub, mate, not a fucking candy factory. <laughs> I didn't have any peanuts. Oh, you are a peanut. Yeah. Mm, except for the two in front of me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, taste, right. taste, taste them nuts, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I just forgot what I was going to say, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. No, it's good. We got the we got the group going. It's nice to see. Matt's getting upset because we keep going in and approving this before he gets a chance to. <laughs> The second I see a notification, like, oh, two minutes ago, let me see who applied. Let me see if they're 
it's no. there's no notification. You guys get no. there before me. Yeah, that's that's the goal now. So the real thing here is we've got a lot of listeners overseas, like more than half our listenership. So you guys overseas, don't don't think uh, we're casting you out because the group's called Knife Making Down Under. Come in and join in because, mate, Australian groups, I don't know if you know, you probably don't, but Australian groups are pretty uh, are pretty bloody good in general. Australians don't tolerate shit as a general rule, so we don't have the, well, the dick factor that a lot of American groups have. Is that fair enough to say? Oh, well, you said it now. It's too late, even yeah, if it's not. But it is. It's a fair thing to say. We only have yeah. one rule, and that's don't be a dick. And if you're a dick, you're going to be dealt with. You're either going to have your post removed or you're going to have yourself removed. And then I think it was you, Kyra, that wrote, then you've only got yourself to look at in the mirror and ask what the fuck was going on. Yeah, look, I've got that rule in other groups. And people, when you ban them for being a dick, they write to you and say, oh, oh, why was I banned? I have no idea. And it's like, well... I've got a fair idea. Why don't you just go and have a look in the mirror and you'll probably get a feeling of what the problem might be. You're being a dick. You're carrying on like a fucking clown. You got banned. Now, choose to be... If you come back and you say, look, I'm sorry, I was being a dick. Okay, fair enough, right? Well, you can have a couple of days off for fucking being a dick and you can get back in. But half the time, more than half the time, they come back and they say, oh, why was I banned that someone else did something and it hurt my feelings and I had to then retaliate and carry on like a cock. Or a cock waffle, even, as uh, yeah. Matt McVicker puts it. <laughs> fucking McVicker. <laughs> he is a fucking cock waffle. So we did put up another question, like, thread to say, you know, we're going to be recording sometime soon, post up some questions, and I think it was the reaction amongst a lot of the regulars that we see in these groups was probably could only be likened to throwing a playboy down in a group of amongst a group of 13 year olds they all got a little bit fucking overexcited. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they've all fucking got a bit excited in the questions fucking section and they've started bloody going a bit off tangent on a few of them so we're probably gonna have to do a little segment called sift through sift through the shit to find a good question. Well, there was 112 comments on that post in a couple of days. So. Yeah, I know. I, I just I went back to it and just had a look. Oh, what the fuck? 112. Now, admittedly, it's good when you've it's good when you've got access to the uh, group name to post things because then you can go and fucking stir the pot a little bit too because people aren't quite sure whether it's you, me, or Mert that are posting up the stuff. And I've, I've posted up stuff, and then I've gone back and I've seen responses to knife-making down under posting stuff, and it's knife-making down under taking the piss out of itself. So it's obviously one of you guys logging on after me <laughs> and it's having boring. a bit of a shit stir. <laughs> it's me, yeah. He has too much fucking time in his hand. It's, yeah, it's quite yeah. Well, no, it's good yeah, fun. that's all right. Maybe, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Anyway, not anymore. I have to make my own food now, so just lost half my day. <laughs> anyway, let's get fucking. Oh, you, oh, you fucking <laughs> Turn the barbie on, throw fucking sausages and bacon. That's all you need to live off. Look, I'll be the first to admit I'm not the world's best husband. So <laughs> it's marriage is a two way street. But anyway, never mind. Let's not go there. I already did. So too late. Too late. Um, do we want to t- tick off a couple of these questions off the shred? Do we get into that and see where we go? Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. All right. So the first one. The first. The first... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the first can, one. It's a one-liner. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot the rules. Yeah, you've got to wait. You got to read the fucking. You got to read the long, extensive fucking questions. 
So the first one comes from Brett Selly, who goes under... Cool fucking uh, Andrew. BS... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Brett. <laughs> Hi, Brett. Brett Selly is one of the guys that is known for being a fucking shit stirrer, but we, we'll tolerate him for an ex, for, for a little bit anyway. And he's done a he's done a little fucking thing, mystery steel and the beginner, dot 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 dot, dot and go, because he knows that that one particular subject is going to have a bit of fucking controversy attached to it. Now let's just flick back before the question, Brett Selly, and go. Brett, <laughs> here's a guy that fucking speaks his mind. He doesn't think before he presses the enter button. I've had this conversation with him face-to-face many a times, haven't I, Brett? Now, he's come a long way, and he's doing really well. So help the guy out. But the, the, Brett's biggest problem is he, he tells the truth, and he's not very good at wording it in a nice way. That's yes. probably about right. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. But at least you know you're getting black and white with him. You don't get, you're not getting much else. The guy's a, the guy is an accomplished maker. He's an award-winning maker. There's no question about that. Hmm. He's not giving you fifty shades of grey. Yeah, and he's not going to blow you off and tell you something's right when it's not. But then, at the other end of the spectrum, you don't have to agree with him. Sometimes we don't. But there you go. That's Brett. He's a good guy though. Hey Brett. Yeah. Have a cuddle. BSG cuddlery. Look him up. Makes a great forge. Hi Brett. Yeah. There you go. Mystery steel. Shout out to Bretto. BSG B, BSG Customs. Oh, is that what it stands for? BSG Customs. Well, anyway, it makes forges. I think BSG Customs. No, nah, BSG Cut. No, nah, no, nah, he's actually oh. BSG Cutlery Co. Cutlery, sorry. There you go. Brett Selly's Garage Cutlery, I think it stands yeah. for, but don't quote me. All right. <laughs> Mystery Steel and the Beginner. Mystery Steel and the Beginner. Well, there we go. You want to go, boys? When we put it into context of the beginner, you know, going back, when I first started out, Mystery Steel and the, and the Beginner was pretty much how you went. You went with Mystery Steel. Some bloke said, use, use coil springs or use leaf springs, forge them out, have a go, and uh, you'll be right. I said, but nowadays, with Mystery Steel and the Beginner, when you've got access to steel and it's you know pretty cheap and it's known quality and it's pretty easy to work with, I would say with all the flopping around and fucking around that you got to do to get a mystery steel heat treat process worked out, just go with something that you know. Go with something that's readily available. The guy on the forum said, old files are good to start with on the group. And I said, depends on how hard you want to make it for yourself. Learning to make knives from old files is like learning to garden in a pile of blue metal, which is gravel. Sure, it can be done, but it's a hell of a lot more work with a much greater chance of failure. Knife making already has a high chance of failure, so getting a kneeled new known steel of good quality sure makes life a lot easier. I'm going to preface everything I say with, for the first many years of my knife making, all of my knives were made from mystery steels. Everything. For the first three, four years. Heaps of steels. Saw blades, leaf springs. And you know, with the exception of the leaf springs... We never pretended it was something it wasn't. Yeah, well, leaf and coil springs are spring steel. Right. And so we we were getting ours from a spring manufacturer that was making custom springs for four-wheel drives. And so we knew it was SUP9 because they told us. This steel SUP9. We buy it as SUP9. The bits that we're getting out of your... The bits you're getting out of the scrap bin are SUP9 because 
we bought it as Sup9 and their brand new spring steel. So we knew what that was. Everything else was saw blade or old file or whatever we had. And it was great. We learned a lot doing that. We learned a hell of a lot. Me and Adam Coombe, I don't think he has a... I know he does have a business name, but I forget what it is now. Sorry, Adam. Me and Adam Coombe in my shed back in the sort of 2010 sort of period or somewhere around then, we were making a heck of a lot of stuff in the shed. And what we'd do is we'd get an old saw blade and we'd cut strips off it and then we'd heat treat those strips and we'd hit them, we'd test them, we'd break them, we'd put edges on them, we'd smack the edges into stuff. And when we found a heat treat regime that worked for that blade or that brand of blade, if there was a batch of them, we would ride it on the steel. This is what we did and this worked really well. Mate, we learnt so much doing that, it's not funny. So I can't, you know, I learned all about grain structure, about quench mediums, about, we learned a heck of a lot. But to be honest, it was a lot more work and we spent a lot of time not making knives. Yeah, fair enough. The only thing which I found beneficial when I first started making knives and stuff and I had things like uh, big coil springs in particular was to get a knife out of a coil spring, you had to hammer it into a bar to make the knife first normally because I had no idea about integral knives or anything like that. So developing your hammer technique actually is not a bad thing if you're using bodgy steel, but you still run that gauntlet. You run that risk of shit failing. First two knives I made out of files, they snapped on heat treat. I was told to heat them up, get them non-magnetic, and because they're you know tool steel, you've got to quench them in water, and I learned how, how quickly fucking bits of your knife fall off when you, you have no idea what you're doing. You don't know what those files have been through. And you spend, in the situation that I was in as well, when I first started, I was using very basic, very dodgy tools and took fucking ages to get to the stage to do a heat treat. And then the thing, your four inch of the tip snaps off and you're like, oh, fuck. And you're like a day into the build. You're, you've lost a day. Hey, easier day in. I lost, you know, at that stage I was working full-time job in the government and then doing an hour here and an hour there in the evenings and then the weekends. And, yeah, it was a heaps of fucking time wasting. You know, oh, fuck, well, I've got to start again. And you get pretty discouraged straight up about do you want to run that risk? You look at that pile of old fucking files and shit that people have dumped in your driveway and then you think, well, fuck, I'll just uh, call up old mate and grab some fucking known steel off him and start making a knife. And when the first time I did that, I made a knife. I knew how heat treated. And I, I got to finish a knife, and it was fucking unreal feeling. Yeah, and, and you know where you're going to end up. And it's easy to work. It's annealed. You don't break drill bits and, and blunt and drill bits. And Yeah, and there's guys out there that have continued doing it with, this, with the unknown steels or scrap steels, recycled steels, repurposed, whatever you want to call it. You know, good on. That's a great thing. The ones which I... Yeah, look at look at Wayne Saunders. Wayne Saunders made a whole living out of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Now, the ones that do it and say it's an old um, saw, that's how they sell it. I've repurposed this out of an old saw. Good on you. But the ones that fucking turn around and say, oh, it's L6 or it's whatever, it's guesswork. You don't fucking know that. You don't know that unless you've bought it, unless you've bought it from a fucking manufacturer, which you might as well buy known steel because it's going to be cheaper anyway. Uh, you know, it's all guesswork. So you're kidding yourself. Well, I think I think knowing Brett Sally, I think what he's trying to do is any of the new makers who are who are keen and who are trying to learn this subject doesn't stay long with them because they read and they realize 
what's the best for them, and 99% it leads to people going to known steals. But as you said, some people hear things and they just get stuck on. You have to, you have to use this or this old file and this and all that. I think, well, he's trying to stir the pot. Yeah, I agree. But so many times, beginners are hearing these things over the random social media, over YouTube channels, or some some sort of forums, and that's why it gets stuck in their mind. If you keep if you keep reading something over and over, you might think that's correct. I think that's the misconception we're trying to break. Yeah. 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 But I mean, those things, all those things that people recommend, old files, leaf springs, saw blades, all those things are made out of good steel generally. The problems arise when people start assuming the type of steel that it is. Oh, it's a file, so it must be W2. Or it's a saw blade, so it must be L6. There's no fucking saw blades made out of L6. Move on. You know? And, and that's why I started the whole all spoons are made out of A2 fucking thing on Facebook years ago. I was just spat the dummy about it. You might remember that. Had a had a post going, all spoons are A2. If you want A2, it's a spoon. It's so stupid to think that all saws are made out of the same steel. They're not. They never were. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, Brett. Mystery steel on the beginner. And go. Um, you know, if you want to use it, use it, but it just expect shit to go wrong more often than if you use something that comes rolled out of a factory to a particular recipe. And if you ask question why it went wrong, you ask question about why it went wrong, you're not going to get exact answers. If you tell me you water quenched 50 to 100 and it's broken, I'll tell you where you fucked up. I'll tell you how to fix that versus like, I fucked up. You don't know what to judge it based upon. Yeah, what steel are you using? Oh, old saw blade. Oh, fuck, good luck. <laughs> I gave Kevin Cashin the um, the tour around Sydney years ago, and he was saying he's, he's wasted time on people that have contacted him and said, I've used L6 and it's done this. And he said, I get fascinated. I get so overwhelmed that L6 has done what they're saying. And then I, I spend two or three hours going backwards and forwards on emails trying to work out what bit of their process they've done to make it do whatever they said it had done. And then they tell me, oh, it's an old saw blade. It's like, what the fuck? Well, Kevin doesn't use language like that. but He doesn't swear. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's very polite. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He's a nice yeah. guy. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Kevin Cash, good guy. Look him up. Fantastic guy. Now, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to be learned from using Mystery Steel, but... How much do you value your time? I really wouldn't recommend it. Nowadays, it's so easy to get any steel you could possibly want. It's so cheap. Like, it's 28 bucks for, like, 900 mil or a metre of 1084. Yeah. $28. Like, how many knives can you make out of 900 or metre or whatever it is of 1084? Uh, quite a lot. Yeah, like 10-inch hunters or whatever you can make. A lot. Whatever it is. Like, I don't know, three, hey, well, and, you, and you get it, yeah, if you're forging, you can do even more because you can stretch that shit out. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, just said is, how, how much do you value your time and how much do you value your consumables? Because you're going to be, you know, doesn't matter what steel you're using, you're still going to go through one of those fucking blaze belts or two of those blaze belts making that knife. And if it fails, not only have you fucking wasted your time, you've lost... Mm -hmm. 20, 30 bucks in resources as well. So, you know, eliminate the risk as much as you can, as much as you're prepared to do. And, you know, you'll end up getting into knife making in a, you know, much more fun way, I think. Yeah. Reduce a bit of the stress. Yeah. So let's go on to the next question. It's a two-liner. Do you want that one, Kev or Mert? 
Oh, right. It looks as though he's pretty relaxed. <laughs> he looks like, <laughs> very relaxed. Uh, so this one comes from this bloke called Andrew Smith, and he said, what are the tips and tricks you wish you'd known when starting out? Andrew Smith. Let's talk about Andrew Smith. Andrew Smith. Let's talk about Andrew Smith. Andrew Smith is an employee of the Knife Art Association. He's on the payroll. He's on the payroll. Well, he's the he's, he's the employee. He's the employee. He's on the payroll of the Knife Art Association because he is a fucking top individual. He's been a, a member of the committee and on the uh, a member of the Knife Art Association. I think the only reason he's not a member now is because it'd be a conflict of interest, being that he's on the payroll. And basically, Andrew runs our events and uh, and runs our office. Yeah. Bloody great guy. Yeah. Really good guy. And he's got a really good question. Very much. Uh, I think what he does is very much undervalued at times from outside point of view. But um, anyone within the Knife Art Association knows what he gets up to for what we're paying him. And we're, we're basically like on child slave labor wages for him, I reckon. But He's a great guy. He's super enthusiastic in the knife-making community. If you've been along to any knife show, you'll see Andrew at the door. He's a um, very large unit. It's like, what, six foot five or something? The question is... You read it. No, I'm not going to. It's two lines. It's too much. What are the tips and tricks you wish you'd known when starting out? What a great question. The knife-making podcast person of the time actually wrote, Ah, hindsight, a wonderful thing. This is a great question. That was Kevin Slattery that wrote that. <laughs> Don't, don't be fooled. I can see the annotation in the admin page. I don't know that many English <laughs> English words, so that's 100% Kev. Damn, I have to restructure my language to pretend I'm there. <laughs> nice question. I like you, conk. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Kev. I'm pretty sure we read that in there. All right. So tips and tricks. So what are your tips and tricks? Yeah, well, I can answer this. I, every time I make a knife, it's been so long since the last one, I'm starting out all over a fucking again, and I just wish I fucking made more and more and more and stopped fucking up the same things I fucked up for years. That's good. Yeah, that is a good one. I was having to think about this, and it's a very hard question to answer because you forget a lot of the stuff that people have told you along the way, and uh, you think, shit, or what's something that I wish I'd been told or something? My, my bottle didn't make the poppy noise that Corrin's did. All right. I think one of the biggest tips is take your time. Like, take your time until you know what you're doing and then take the same amount of time but do it better until you get to the point where you can do it better and actually take less time, but you still got to strive for that same proper finish. So don't rush to finish shit. Don't get a knife out there to stick it up on a forum and go, oh, I made this knife in four hours on the weekend because... You know, you get your good mates and stuff on there going, man, you're the best, that's the most awesome knife. And then you get the Brett Sellies of the world going, well, there's big fucking scratches and that looks shit, and then we'll have to ban Brett. And then you get other people that are going to give you some pretty solid fucking critiquing about taking your time. So take your fucking time. Or in my case, I'll be asking, what did you finish at, 120? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When I post up pictures of my forged knives, the good and bad thing about knowing people of the high caliber of forging like master smiths and what they go to and what they go through to, you know, get their skill base up is sometimes I'm forging my knives out and you go, I just want to get it close and I'm going to profile it with the grinder. And that's not something that your master smith mates really like. And the amount of times I'll post up a picture going, oh, I just finished forging these knives and I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the bastards to go there and go, you finished forging them? Oh, we thought you said you had to finish forging them. And then you're just like, ah, oh, shit. 
Bill is always one of the first ones to buy that. Oh, fuck you. Bill, Bill oh, Burke. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Bill Burke. <laughs> but Bill taught me when we did that intro to ABS course up in Sydney, when we were doing the forging, Bill taught me a couple of little points uh, when we were forging about sort of you know, getting heels square and stuff because all the heels on my knives were rounded. And he showed me a couple of really quick tips, which pretty hard to explain at night when I'm burping up chocolate and drinking whiskey. But, you know, spend that bit of time with other people. Like, that's probably another good tip as well is actually go and spend time with other people and watch what they do and learn from them. Don't be scared to, you know, hang out with other people that potentially are better than you because they're going to show you the shit that you're going to get better at what you're doing as well. I think if I put a label on what I think is the best tip or trick, it would be to sit down and work out your process from start to finish in detail and write it down. And this was told to me by a guy by the name of Peter Del Rasso, who's known as the most prolific knife maker. He makes an enormous amount of knives and they're such high quality. The reason that Peter can make so many knives is he doesn't waste time redoing stuff he's already done. And that's where I fucking waste a lot of time. I'll hand finish something to a ridiculous hand finish and then heat treat it and then have to fucking fix it up after heat treat. Or I'll, you know, solder something together that I have to pull apart again because I should have done something before I soldered it, is what happened in my other post. And it's kind of doing my head in that I don't have it written down. And I think maybe I need to sit down and say, this is the process from start to finish. If you follow this process, you will save days. Actually, no, but what you just said was a fucking very valid point. Is With regard to that, is you got to get to the stage where you're not fucking redoing shit. That's definitely a good thing, because we used to do that when I was... That's right. Early on, I was the same as you. You'd fucking hand sand your knife to 320 for heat treat. That's what I'm saying. And then after heat treat, you'd post heat treat, grind the fucking thing, and you're like, well, why the fuck am I hand sanding to 320? Get it to 100 and get it to 100, get it to 100 grit, heat treat the fucking thing, and clean it up afterwards. And there's some steels where you've got to worry about cracking and heat treating process, and there's things... With what I do, and I don't make a lot of knives, but the barrel knives, there's a lot of processes. Yeah. As anyone who's made one knows, there's a lot of processes. And if you get them in the wrong order, what do you reckon, Mert? What's your shit? What do you reckon you would have learned? Uh, so, again, one of the points that you guys already follow, which is... Uh, which is. Oh, let's move on then. <laughs> Fuck you. Kev. <laughs> so... Cheers. If you start... Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, mofos. If there's a maker nearby you, or even if there's a maker that's willing to give you courses, even they're far away, four hours, five hours, regardless, go do a course. Okay? Don't be collecting shit thinking that you're going to make an easy course. You saw a dumb fuck on YouTube. Okay? There's so much shit on YouTube. Please, go see a maker, established maker, who knows how to make knives for a living versus seeing some random hack in YouTube? Then, if you have a chance, visit another maker. The more people you see, the more people, the makers you spend time with, you'll see difference and variances how they do things. But another aspect of it will help you is you'll know how to set your shop up. You won't be buying a stupid envelope from Bunnings. You'll be buying a railway track or something, but you won't be wasting time. You won't be buying a shit grinder. You'll be buying a proper grinder. You won't be wasting your money on stupid shit that is not gonna you're gonna outgrow so fast. And the second thing is, just be honest with yourself. When you look at the knife, if you think ah oh, the handle is look, looking a little bit crooked, 
Or if you make a knife like you think, like, ah, tip is, there's a bent on a tip. Ah, it'll be fine. Let me just hand sand it. No, stop. If you think, if you see a problem, if you, if you suspect there's a problem, fix it right away. Don't go one step next. You heat treat the knife, there's a soft spot or something. It'll be fine. It'll come out and hand sand it. I'll grind off. No. Fix your shit. The more steps you go further, the more, more steps you move along, by the time you come to conclusion and admit the defeat, saying, yes, there's a mistake in my knife, instead of going one step back or instead of fixing the problem right away, you're going to have to go back 10, 15 steps. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're going to finish a knife that has scales on it, hand sanded, and you're going to see, oh, shit, the handle looks off. It's bent, this and that. Now you find yourself breaking that handle with the hammer. It's scratched, and you're going to have to resend it. Now the shit, the, the flats are not flat. Then you have to put a new scales. If you see a problem, if you think there's a problem, fix it right away. It's a bitter pill to right. swallow, mate, because it happened to me just yeah. this week. In my post on the group, I've been doing a build-along of a barrel knife, and I soldered it together, and I did a pretty nice solder joint. Like, I didn't want to pull that fucker apart. And then I looked at it and thought, I haven't done something that I should have done, and I can't do it now easily. So I've got two options. I can either try and come up with a workaround to do tapering the, the liners, which is should have, done, should have done it. It was my mistake. The only option for me that I could see was to pull it apart. And I was talking to Sean McIntyre, and I said, mate, oh, it's just such a fucking bitter pill. And he was like, yeah, smash it off, start again. That's what you got to do. So that's what you do. Yeah, Sean's given that advice a couple times, like, if you he goes get to a certain point with a knife if it's not working, he said get a fucking band, so, uh, get your angle grinder out, chuck, chuck on a cutting disc and cut the fucking thing in half and throw it in the bin. Yeah. He said don't fucking waste time on it. If he goes if it's fucked, it's fucked. So right because there were so many knives that I'm thinking like I went back and forth, spent time. Unlike Peter Delra, so I was like oh if I just do this and I'll be fine. You go back and forth, you spend time in the handle, you spend time in here. Because inside, you know, shit is not right. You know there's yeah. something wrong with it, and you're trying to fix it, or you're trying to fool yourself. Oh, oh, it's fine. Nobody able to see it. Oh, it's barely noticeable. No, no, no. Just fuck it. Break it. Destroy it. No. you got to get it right. Yeah. It's uh, got to be right. If you're not... Get it right. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. right. Yeah, get it right. But if you cannot get it right, don't be afraid to just say, I'd rather waste $10, $20 for the fucking steel versus spending... Another five hours on it, and six hours on it, ten hours on it, and still I'm at the same fucking spot. It's shit. And then put your name on it as well. Like you can't, you know. But I mean, there's also there's also how good is good enough. Like there's every knife has faults. Fuck yeah. Every single knife has faults. Look, we're coming from a perspective as a me and Kev. We make knives for a living. We have to uphold certain standards. Otherwise, we will not be able to feed our families, and we'll be fucking broke. If you keep making shit knives, and regardless of how his, how his experience or how his reputation is all mine, if you keep putting five shit knives, and we'll, we'll be, we won't be able to sell knives. We'll be a fuck. Yeah. So that's why, yeah, we have to have a certain standards. Whilst I 100% agree with that, are you saying that my fucking knives aren't good? Or what? Like, you, there's always going to be a fault, right? So you actually have to draw a line in the sand that says, that fault is perceptible to me, the maker, but it's not going to be perceptible to 99.9999% of the population. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what it comes down to is, especially when you're trying to do this gig full time, 
every knife that you've got to go back and redo or repeat or throw in the bin because you're being, you know, particularly, you know, crazy about the fit and finish, for example, that's 10 hours. It's a day of your fucking business that you'll never get back and you've got to start again. So not saying that we accept things happening that are shit or wrong, but occasionally to get something out, and especially, you know, if you're looking at trying to sell things at a good price point, you've got to weigh up that time going in to money coming in. And occasionally you go, you know, I can notice a fucking hairline fucking gap on the guard. But like you were saying, Corin, 95% of people aren't going to notice that. And hopefully the 5% of people are going to tell you that it's there and understand why it's there because you fucking just got to move on sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you've got to move on. And and the knife should be priced accordingly. Yeah, that's right. If there's a flaw like a... If there's a gap in a guard, the knife's got to be priced accordingly. You lose money on that. Yeah, and things like if you fucking grind through to the tang slot on a hidden tang knife, smash the fucking thing off and start again. Don't try and oh, cover it up. Can't repeat oh, it. Don't try and cover it up with a fucking oh, piece of G10 or something, you know, like a little insert or some like, shit. I posted something like that like years ago, and it was a beautiful Mali bird. And I posted saying, look, guys, I fucked up. This is, this is just to let you know I make a lot of knives, and some of them look good, but I fucked up. So everybody makes mistakes. And I had so many people who were saying, like, oh, just cover with, like, put a put a different piece of timber, <laughs> write the guy's initials. I'm like, I should write down fuck because I fucked it up. I'm not yeah. carving another piece. Just move, just move on. Fine. Yeah. I'll tell you, that was one of the, what we're saying, when you get to that point where you understand and you accept, I've just got to fucking do this again. Or you got to cut it in half, or you got to stop and go. It's a pretty good period with knife making when you get to that point where you can realise it's fucked and get rid of it, or it's fucked, smash it off, start again. Yeah. There's other things as well, like the one that I've just started. I put it down a month ago because I drilled a hole in the wrong spot. That's what she said. And it was off, and I couldn't see a way to fix it, so I chucked it in the corner and I walked off and I didn't make a knife for a month. That's what I do. When I came back to it and marked it all up and blued it all up and marked it up, I realized that that hole could easily be covered, moving it to the right spot. I, I came up with a solution, and you wouldn't now. now you would never fucking know it's right. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to walk away from a project, though. Yeah. But what you were saying, Corin, is when you talk to a lot of the master smiths, this one thing in common they say is, I'm not much better in making knives than you. I'm a lot better hiding the mistakes or fixing the mistakes either in my knives. Somebody said something about what do you do when you make a mistake on a knife? How do you guys do it? And I'm like, well, you flip the fucking knife over and make the mistake on the other side. Make it look like yeah. you meant to do it. Tell, tell, them, tell them it was done on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> let me put a two inch. Let me put a two inch mark here. Yeah, yeah that's just a just a, a compound grind. Fuck it. How do you think file work got invented? Yeah, right. <laughs> Just cover a fucked spine. After fucking whiskey, uh, that's how it was invented. Anyway. We've, we've probably <laughs> talked enough on that. So where are we at? Yeah, good on, good on you, Andrew. Well done. Well, the next one's from Wade Robinson. G'day, Wade. How you going, mate? I don't know much about Wade. He didn't give any of his Instagram shit or anything. So he sucks to you, Wade. You didn't give us anything. We can't shout you out properly. <laughs> We'll shout you out a bit. Wade Robinson. Wade Robinson. What does he say? We'll shout you out a little bit, but this is the answer is probably already fucking going, oh, shit. I know I already know the answer, but the, the question was, what's a responsible amount of alcohol to consume during a knife-making session? <laughs> the answer to that technically is 
none while you're making them and plenty when you're finished. Or if you're at a hammering, for example, and you've got a few blokes in the workshop and they're busy doing something, that's perfect time to drink is when they're doing shit and you can just watch and fucking get half drunk and point and laugh and tell them, tell them they're doing the wrong fucking thing and uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but look, honestly, I mean, okay, well, yeah, the question is what's a responsible amount of alcohol to consume and I guess Zero. I'm irresponsible, so let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you remember, you, you remember, you came to my, you guys came to my hammer and I was like, guys, I love you, I love to drink, but maybe you're on the machines, please not. Well, that's why I'm rolling. Yeah, and that's good. Yeah, but... When somebody comes to your shop and uses your shop, they are not to fucking drink and fuck themselves up on your machinery. Now you tell me that. Shit, I'll have to remember that for next time. I was too drunk when you were drinking. <laughs> the, the, second, the second grinders and something's turned off, let's get fucking shit face. I'm all for it. But... With Mer, why do you think Riley and I went up and grabbed the Esky, moved the table down in front of your workshop and started drinking Feel like those two dudes on the fucking uh, the Muppet Show that sit up in the fucking bleachers yeah. and, and bag out the people. That's what Riley and I were like. We started drinking and these guys are still working away. And they're like, oh, well, you, you guys all right out there drinking? Well, oh, yep. tools down. Beer o'clock, dickheads. Get over it. I don't have a drinking problem. I got half a bottle left. The only time in that scenario where it's okay to drink is when Mert's making woots, woots steel. Yeah. And, and, and all you really have to do is pour fucking charcoal on top of the fire. Uh, that was the hearth steel. Hearth, hearth steel. Tama hearth Hearth, like dark. Uh, you got to read it. You got to say it right. Tama hearth oh, Fuck off, cabbage. Tama hearth Tama Fuck you. Fuck you. What was it? Fuck you, cabbage. Fuck you, cabbage. <laughs> Did you hear that at the end of the last episode? Did you listen? No. You said e- entering cabbage, so it did. So it's like these fucking cabbage. <laughs> anyway, never mind. Well, we, we did have the listen- listeners. This is your fucking fault because you did ask for an uncut version of the last podcast. <coughs> and uh, well, Yeah, I'm not cutting anymore. Like, we are what we are. If you don't like us, if, you, if we offend you, I can't imagine how you would have got this far in. To be honest, we'll cut out the technical shit like the fucking internet freezing, and uh, you, you might want to cut out the rant about Mrs. <laughs> you might want to cut the rant about Mrs. <laughs> Did you? Anyway, I'm going to read one because I'm getting bored. Great Wim, can I do one, yeah. please? Wim Smith. Hey Wim, how you going? You didn't leave any Instagram stuff, and for that you are just going to be Wim Smith. I don't even know if that's your real name. I've never met anyone called Wim, so I'm just going to say maybe it's not. I think it's, is it South African? Your real name. Maybe your real name's something else. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is. I'm not making fun of your name. I just... Anyway, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Knife-making injuries and public reporting thereof with pics, compulsory or no. Now, this is my fucking rules in any group I'm a part of. You don't ever comment on somebody else's safety. What they do in their shop, if they're not wearing safety glasses, it's none of your goddamn business. But if you get hurt, yeah, it should be compulsory to put up pics because I always like the laugh. <laughs> damn, 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 damn. You and I have a different view on this. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I think some fucker even put on there, 
No, it was Dino, Ivan, put on there. Wim Smith, Kev lost nearly his thumb, I believe. And this is what happens when you don't post pictures up. You don't post pictures up of a gruesome injury, all of a sudden a massive chunk out of your thumb that requires skin grafts and surgery turns into the fact that you've lost your entire thumb. Like, you know, sometimes I've shown people the injury that I did to my thumb, but I was quite embarrassed uh, actually about it happening. But it was also, also, also pretty gruesome. A lesson learned that when you relax for just, you know, half a second doing the shit that you normally do, that's when stuff goes wrong. And at the moment, we're watching Corrin try to get in some sort of fucking yoga pose. <laughs> He's up taking is, photos is, of his fucking toes. Is he about the moonus? Well, hopefully it's just, hopefully he's only mooning us, not doing a fucking... Look, this is important. I'm going to put this picture up on the group and regret it tomorrow. This is a picture of my... Everyone knows I, I don't wear shoes in the shop. One day I dropped a 10 kilogram block of Juma on my big toe. That was about three months ago, and the scar has nearly grown out. So I'm just going to post it on the group before it grows out. What's Juma? Juma is like that fancy plastic shit some people like. I don't really like it, but it's there. How do you have fucking? How do you have a fucking ten kilo block of that? Well, that's how we buy it. Buy it in huge blocks, cut it up into little blocks. <laughs> Take it home. Yeah, yeah. Post the picture. I'll fucking report to the Facebook saying. And I wasn't wearing <laughs> shoes, and I dropped the fucking OSHA violation. And I was probably pissed, but anyway. Now it's nearly growing out. It doesn't look that bad anymore. If you do a cut or a you know a bit of skin off your fucking fingers and stuff like that, they're, <laughs> they're all going to be so It's pretty gross. That, that means... I don't know. Maybe I should post it. Let's see if anyone listens to the episode. If they want to listen to it, they've got to like, campaign to have it posted. Yeah, there campaign for Corrin's big toe. A hundred comments. Oh, yeah. A hundred comments, and he posts his big toe picture up. A hundred, two hundred comments, and I'll post a picture up of my thumb. Three hundred, I'll post my. Three hundred, I'll post my belly. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck have you done to your belly? <laughs> Nothing. He just thinks it's gross. <laughs> you can't fucking see it anyway. It's full of hair. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, people will go, "That's not your belly. That's a fucking tiger's ass." <laughs> You know what? It's a cow basket. Right, eh? Yeah. So, uh, look, anyway, it, it, it depends on the person. If you want to post up a bit of skin off, fair enough. What's his name? Vim. Garrett, Garrett from over in the US who goes under Steel Pig Forge, I think it is, offhand. Ooh. And he, he put up a severe injury. And what, what it was. Yeah, he was using a bandsaw to rip down some timber and his fucking shirt got caught and it dragged his arm in and he had the most insane fucking cut in his forearm. Then the surgeons surgeons had to cut an even bigger cut both ways either side of that scar, uh, of that cut to pull his tendons and shit down and stitch everything up. So he's now got this awesome fucking like chicks digging cross scar on his arm. Yeah, that sort of stuff was a bit of a, like, wow. And then, it, yeah, it, it great to see him recover from it. And holy shit, yeah, one month in, if you go and have a look at it, one month in after the fucking initial cut, he had movement in his hand, and I'm pretty sure he's back in the workshop already. But that sort of insane freak accident, you know, viewer discretion's advised. Yeah, he's got, he's got stakes and shit up on his page. But, yeah. Anyway. 
moving along. So if you want to do it, I reckon you need to post pictures. Kyron reckons you do. I reckon maybe to those people close to you. But to be honest, I don't post pictures. I never posted pictures of my finger when I got, and I never even took a picture of my finger when I slammed it into the lathe chuck when I was pissed. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I never took a picture of my big toe when it was fucking what, totally smashed what, up. Do you see a pattern here? Do you see a pattern? You said that you were pissed when you dropped that Juma. You were pissed when you dropped the <laughs> shit in the lathe. Cheers, fellas. <laughs> Cheers. A, man, a man's fucking not a camel, Mert. We've got a drink. <laughs> I don't have no from where to store moisture. man's got a drink, Mert. You're fucked. Fancy, <laughs> fancy casting nasturtions at me. We want to take this outside or what? <laughs> Come on. I want to see both of you take your fucking cameras yeah, out. Come and on. Like shadow yeah. boxing. Yeah. Come on, you fucker. Yeah. Come on. I fucking fall, you cat. You want to fight me, mate? There he is right there. Oh, let's go on a little bit of a tangent. I had a fucking road raider incident today. I was driving down this suburban street, 60 k's an hour, and I was doing 60. And then stuck within this big four-wheel drive comes tailgating right up my ass. So I'm like, well, fuck you, mate. 60 k's now. I'm doing 60. Anyway, belts over and overtakes me in this absolutely fucking ridiculous spot. So I give him a beep and give him the bird a fair bit. You know, leaning over my window going, yeah, yeah, come on, you fucking asshole, as you do. And then the funny thing was, which I actually just started pissing myself laughing, he has the spotlights at the back of his window on his jewel cab. And he's turned them on in the middle of the day to, like, put me off. That's <laughs> like, oh, I'm blind. It's fucking daylight, you idiot. So then we get down to this. What color was it? Blue. Oh, yeah, I thought it was we, you. Sorry. We get to, yeah, we get, <laughs> we get down to this roundabout, and I pull into the left-hand lane. I've already got my window down, his window's down on his passenger side. <laughs> and it was just like a free-for-all. But the funny thing is, I just tease people when I'm doing that sort of stuff. I let them go off their head, and then I just fucking call them silly names. And I don't know how to react. You call them something absolutely absurd, and they just, they're just looking at you like, oh, 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 fucking what? And I'm like, dude, if you want to pull over and fucking have a talk about this, then I'm willing to do that. But let's, you know, let's not be silly about this. Let's not drive erratically. <laughs> and they're sitting there swearing their heads off at you. Yeah, yeah, where are we up to? Uh, we're talking about that cabbage, Matthew McVicker. Oh, fuck, we hate him. <laughs> we fucking hate him. He's a fucking goose. Why are we talking? Can we, can, we, can we edit this out? Can we just fucking edit it out? You know, the fuckers has actually been sending me messages. I haven't even looked at him. Do you know why? Send me a message. Because he's a bad man. He says, he's got a question. How do you guys handle the fame? It's three lines, so I better read it, right? How do you guys handle the... F- what? He sent me a video. I should put the audio up. Now, remember back when we interviewed McVicker and he was talking about when we stayed at Wayne's house. We yeah, went up to yeah, Wayne's yeah, Saunders' sure, yeah. place to do, yeah. a, do a course and we, and, and we were piss, taking the piss out of each other. He sent me this video... This is totally you after you discovered all that sugar in your coffee at Wayne's. Let's have a listen. I haven't even listened to this. Get some volume up. This could end badly. You know that, don't you? We've got it. Attractive too, if I get that decent beauty part, don't you? I'm a young woman. I'm attractive too, if I get that decent beauty part. Don't you worry about the winter block. You'll... This is so annoying. 
Yeah, I guess you had to be there. Anyway, Back so moving on. From a f- okay, so his question yeah. is, how do you guys handle the fame now that you're celebrities? From a fanboy, Vicar Forge on Insta and FB. Well, i got to say, fuck off. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. You, you're the fucking most famous among... How did that yeah, comment get eight likes? One. You were in a car... Are you looking in the mirror? Are you looking in the mirror, mirror? mirror man? Because like, you're telling yourself you're the most famous. I'm talking about Corey. Me? He was featured in the Kyle Royer video with the hammer forging. Oh, I've been featured oh, on yeah. all of the Kyle Royer videos. I made, oh, I made a hammer. Famous. I made a hammer Cloud, with Kyle. Cloud chasing biatch. You fucking idiots. No, seriously. I made a hammer with Kyle. Seriously, I've been handling the fame for years. The way I do it is I live in a gated community and I don't let anybody come near me and... Um, I'm going to move to Hollywood and uh, fuck you all because fuck you because I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have anything to fucking say on this subject. Move on. Yeah. I think that. McVicker, honestly, I don't know. Next time I see you, I'm squirt you with babe. Punching I'm going to squirt you with baby oil and, and slap you about. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> hey, shh, what happens at knife shows stays at knife shows. <laughs> He's got a serious question after it. Actually, that question got eight likes. We should find out who liked that and ban all of them. You're all a You're pack of dicks. Oh, I liked it. Yeah. Oh, Kevin <laughs> liked it. You liked it too. Me? <laughs> oh, fucking dickheads. All of us, I mean. Whoops. Hey, Oops. Boy, who, okay. Right, hey, let's uh, move uh, on. Fucking, Moving right along. Fucking Ivan loved it. Ivan, lo- Ivan hey, no, loved Ivan's it. Ivan's like that. Fucking loved it. Ivan's all over us. He's our biggest fanboy. He's like that chick in fucking... Flight of the Concords. Oh, I was going to say, like that chick in one of those movies, the Psycho movies, that want to fucking stab you in the shower or something. <laughs> what? How are you going, Ivan? <laughs> I'm expecting some fucking DMs right about now. <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Kittle. All right. Anthony Kittle. I'm pretty sure. He, what did he call? Ivan called us. No, fuck Anthony Kittle. Ivan called us wannabes. Matt, I believe you need more love from these wannabes. Wannabes? He called us wannabes. Oh, we don't read. Maybe he's not like, oh, fuck, we've lost our biggest fan, boys. We don't fucking read comments from people. Next, what the fuck? next, move on, next, next. <clears throat> okay, Matthew McVicker has a serious question. It's power hammer or press if you can only purchase one. The answer is, of course. Power press. Uh, just whichever no, one's cheaper, really. The, the, no, the, I got not a power hammer. The question is, what do you want to make? A knife. A knife. Oh, don't get no, confused. Let's not get knife. sidetracked. No, no. If you're saying... Yeah. I just want tools. I just want to have all the yeah, tools. You have no? all the tools. Get shut the... F- you have all the tools. I'm going <laughs> Just shut up. Okay. If you're saying, I want to I want to make Damascus, I want to make fucking bunch of Damascus and all that, Kev, stop licking the screen, you pervert. Deep shit. Cabbage? <laughs> <laughs> so sorry okay. you're saying <laughs> if you if you want to make Damascus press is the easiest one but if you want to if you want to forge things like a well hang on thing, is it the easiest one yeah nah 
It's all Kyle Royer uses. Yeah. It's all Kyle Royer uses. So I thought he used the power hammer. No, he doesn't own one. No. He's never had one. Oh, he, was, he, was, he was shitting himself. Oh, well, you're using the... I took him to the 700 weight. He was, he was... I took him to the 700 weight at Everly thinking he'd be some super pro at fucking power hammers. And he looked at it and went, oh, I've never used a power hammer except in a course 10 years ago. And I'm like, hmm. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Nah, nah. I spent the week with those guys that... Um, Damascus course, and he was pretty good with the press. He he, he did like seeing that um, douchebag fucking rumble in the jungle fucking use the big hammer. The douchebag rumble. I have never called rumble. Hey, douche. He's a lovely man. You are such. He a, doesn't even. Fuck. You're such a cabbie. He's a, he's a nice uh, guy, man. Uh, he doesn't even fucking listen to the podcast, doesn't he? Do you know why? I bet, he's got no. taste. He's got taste, impeccable taste. Yeah. I was going to say Boy, because he doesn't like being called names. He's the fucking player. Who would listen to this shit? Seriously, let's have another drink. Where's my drink? Top Look, if you live in a, if you live in the suburbs, obviously, press is a better choice. Yes, it makes still makes a noise like that hydraulic noise and then. <laughs> Like the squeaking <laughs> shit. It's not like the power hammer, like a bang, 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 bang. Do you know what I, I say to my neighbours when they complain about the noise? That, that's like that. That's like Mert on his birthday. <laughs> I don't even get it for my birthday. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Timmy Ford. Timmy. Timmy. What? Hey, hang on. Hang on a second. Speaking of birthday, speaking of birthday, it was my speaking birthday Speaking of yesterday. birthday, speaking of a birthday. <laughs> yeah, it was Jerry. your birthday, and we didn't give you a cuddle Jerry. or nothing. I we didn't have a party. On, a, on a, our IG page. He did. He's, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I closed my eyes and pictured Marilyn was actually Mer. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. No, I did. I turned I turned forty seven. Now many people You told me many people No, you told me I was fifty two. Yeah fucker. I had a long running joke with my friend's wife. She always used to call, like, say whatever birthday I was having coming up was my 42nd birthday. And when we finally hit my 42nd birthday, she didn't know how to react. She's like, oh, okay. She wasn't expecting birthday. you to live that long? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting me to live that long. <laughs> well, Kev, happy birthday, bro. Thanks, mate. Thanks. It was a, it was a pretty quiet day, as you would imagine. Um, I spent a bit of time at the workshop. I binged a Netflix show. Uh, then I just started day drinking. And then we ordered Chinese for takeout. And, uh, yeah, that was about that. All right. Happy birthday, bro. Hey, Thank happy you. birthday, yeah. Kev. Questions. Back to the questions. Okay, the next question is from Timmy Ford. When will Senpai notice Who's me? Senpai? Who's Senpai? I don't know. But anyway, I'll start again. When will Senpai notice me and when do I get a girlfriend? The last one didn't stick around. Well, far be it from me to give you relationship advice. Tim, you have to stop calling your hands girlfriend. 
They're not, they're not your friends. <laughs> and, and stop calling your penis senpai because you're never going to see it. <laughs> Remember when we said before in this, I said earlier on this episode, it was like throwing a Playboy magazine amongst fucking 13-year-old kids. There's a prime example. And I'm probably not far off the mark. What is Tim? 14, 15? No, I think he's turned he's 16 18. now. He's 18. He's 18. I was watching he's that. Fucking, he's, oh, he's probably closer to 19 now. I was watching the knife-making video that he did, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, who's the fucking hobbit? Who's the hobbit making a knife? Because he's got this fucking, like, a, a try-to-be-beard-growing thing that's happening. Tim, 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 you look like, you know what you actually look like? We're going to dress you up as a fucking Amish person. But I reckon, I reckon that you could go a horse and cart to work and fit the bill 100% perfect with that beard. Go on. Go, go on. He looks like the Amish, they're going to spring break. <laughs> they're going to spring break, they lose their shit. <laughs> <sighs> uh, no, no, good beard, mate. Good beard. I love it. I love it. It's good to see a good to see a young fella trying to grow facial hair. Who the fuck is Senpai? What's he talking and about? You need to fucking explain yourself, mate. Honestly, what the fuck? That's all we can say. We're like old, dude. We're old, right? We're more than twice your age. We do not understand you. Click the fucking back thirty seconds button about twenty times and listen to me. I just turned forty-seven. I have no fucking idea. What senpai is. I do know why you don't have a girlfriend, though. Well, that's pretty fucking clear. All right? Well, if you're going to get all fatherly here in a moment and have a talk to you about the birds and the bees, I will. We're going to have you on the show soon. You wait. That's going to be funny. Well, you've got anyway. to fucking grill you. <laughs> so, guys, if you want to follow little Timmy, his name is Ford Forged on Instagram. He's uh, on Facebook as Tim Ford Gamico Sales. And look, honestly, talented young guy, talented maker. He's starting to do some YouTube videos. Have a look at what he's doing. Give him some likes. The guy needs some encouragement. Really, honestly, he's a great guy. Uh, the reason your last girlfriend left you, mate, is because you um, you gave a fuck. Um, you have to treat him mean to keep him keen. That's a little bit of relationship advice right there. <laughs> from the guy that has to cook for himself from now on. Well, if that's what i got to do to keep it keen... That's what I'm going to do. Fuck yeah. Remember when Timmy did have a girlfriend? I'm trying to find the post on Instagram when he used to have a girlfriend. He was like professing his undying love for her. How many PSI did he have to blow her up to? Oh, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> He's a great guy. Fucking tops guy. Be tops catch for some bird someday. Yeah. But um, but Timmy, mate, you just got to treat a moon, coot and coon. He does a good... He's actually pretty good now. He's in that sales role. I've got to admit. Uh, customer service is pretty good. I like it. fantastic. If you need anything from Gamaco, you don't hesitate to contact Ford, Timmy Ford, Ford Forge. My God, there's a lot of comments on that post, on that question. I And I commented, shake my head. That's pretty true. <laughs> Matthew McVicker says, Corin Urquhart, can we have a, a guest heat treatment segment called Puberty Blues where Tim Ford answers questions like, why can't I get my steel heart? Oh, that's fucked up. McVicker's initial answer to Tim's question was, keep at it, bro. Relationships tend to be short-lived until after puberty. <laughs> 
Timmy, you're all right, my mate. I tell you what, yeah. you are awesome. Yeah. Talk about awesome employees. Timmy's an awesome employee. Got all the time in the world for him. Let's just move on now because it's getting awkward. Matt Snape says, Hi, guys. Can, could you give some tips and tricks on handle materials? And the, oh, let's stop. I don't give a fuck about Matt Snape's question. I'm going to talk about Matt Snape. Now, Matt Snape, I told you guys. Oh, I was about to fucking say. Fucking hell. <laughs> Matt Snape. Last episode had that fly press, and I said, "Buy, tell Jimmy you've got it, because Jimmy can't help yourself." Matt rang me and said, "Thanks heaps, mate." I contacted Jimmy, and he bought it off me straight away. He really can't help himself. I said, "No, no, he can't." So, just to put it out there, if you have a fucking a, a inclined press that you need to sell, Jimmy can't help himself. And then he told me about Jimmy's Aladdin's cave of of amazing oh, gear, oh. which is absolutely true. Have you been there? Oh, no, I've seen the photos. Oh, it's fucking incredible, man. There'd be th- it's like watching one of those fucking episodes of American Pickers where they find the honey hole. And Mike fucking grabs Frank and makes some fucking weird noises, you know. Oh, yeah, that's the way to go. Matt, did you just finish a bottle of fucking alcohol? Hey. Did you just finish it? I, I was just watching. Because <laughs> he was after bottles, wasn't he? <laughs> How far into this thing are we? Oh, look, an hour and a half on the clock, but we'll cut that down. It would be about an hour. Hour and 13. Come on, Corey. No, no, you got to cut out 20 minutes of the fucking front of this shit. Maybe you should talk about the part where you were like, oh, no, you cannot get a hamon in 52-100. I was like, booyah, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's let's go off track a little bit. How the fuck did you get a hum on on 5200? So here we are. We've got a high chromium steel. It's a deep hardening steel. Very, very hard to get it to create a hum on because basically the faster, it's a slow or medium quench steel. So in order to create a hum on, you'd have to really slow it down far further than clay. How did you do that? You with clay. Freak fucker. So... No, 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 yeah, listen. Fuck off with Clay. Listen, so... Fuck you. Fuck you. No, fuck you. I'm not going to listen to you. Why do we want to listen to you? Fuck Can you even get a homo on 5200? Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. Okay, listen. Yeah. Yeah, well, listen. So, yes, 5200 has chromium, and but the manganese levels were similar to another steel that I get homos, which is known as blue 2. Blue 2 is also very hard to get homos. So when I started working with the Bluetooth, I was getting not so good hamons. I started getting better. But if you... I had a lot of trouble with Bluetooth this week. Bluetooth is a real pain in the ass <laughs> with a Pixel 4. Hitachi Bluetooth. Oh, Bluetooth. Fucking... Sorry, different Bluetooth. Sorry. Anyway, so I looked at the manganese levels. And so I know the 52100 was going to react similar, but I had to slow down the cooling rate. So I came up with some temperatures, some clay formulas, and some hocus pocus and bada bing bada boom. Yes, you can get a hamon in fifty two one hundred. Not easy. If you can get a hamon in fifty two one hundred, you can get a hamon in anything. There I said. How many times I have you done that? Three. three. Fucker. One Fucker. finished. Two. Arthur. Yeah. And, and you know the best thing about it is, you know, W. It's W two, not fifty two one hundred. No. Yeah. Yeah, look at the orange bit on the fucking end of the steel means it's W two, you wanker. Get fucked, this yellow punk. 
You go fucking. You can't. You're colorblind. So, I don't want to give the secrets. I've done three. I finished one. And the best thing about it is, once you know the temperature and the thickness of the steel when you quench it, and the way you put the clay, it's very consistent. You can control the hamon a lot easier than W two. Bullshit. I said it. Booyah, motherfucker. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So one trick is when I quench any steel that I do hamon, as soon as it comes out from the quench while it's still warm, I touch up on the grinder to see where the hamon is. W2 is hit and hit. You touch yourself on the grinder? Yeah. I, t- I touch he the grinder. himself on the grinder. Yeah, I put the lotion on the skin or shall I get the fucking nose again? The app or the machine? <laughs> I take the knife from the fucking quench oil. I turn my fucking grinder on. On your phone? That has a 120 belt. I We're trying to understand, Mert. Don't get upset, Mert. We're just trying to listen to the processes, mate. It's a serious right. question, Mert, please. You, yeah. We're trying to understand, Mert. Serious question. Okay, I quenched the fucking knife, okay? Yeah, serious yeah. question. I yeah. quenched the knife. And it got and hot. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's hot here. Fuck hot here. Instead of doing that, <laughs> I check the straightness, make sure it's straight. Then I go to my belt sender. Bitches. I grind the decarb off or I, I grind the scale off so I can see where my hormone is. If the hormone is where I predicted to be expected to be, happy days. It goes it goes in the tempering oven. If it's not good, then I temper it a little bit, I reapply the clay. Motherfuckers. Oh! <laughs> Stop showing me that. Sorry, we're paying attention, Bert. Sorry. How do you get... So... listening, If you wanted to get a harm on, on 52-100, Mert, what's a step-by-step guide? Step-by-step. Ooh, baby. He doesn't want to tell you. He doesn't want to tell you all the secrets. No, I don't want no, to. No, you know what? You know what? I can't do it, so therefore it can't be done. You know, no, yeah, I know. I've never even seen it. No, I've never tried it, so it can't be done. But I'm going to try it because I've got plenty of 52-100 here. <laughs> but and if I get it right, it has to be the special fifty to one hundred. Has to be one as that the star. W2. No, no, no. Has to be the one that has oh. a star in the corner of the steel. The star steel. Some of them are marked with star on the bottom. Yeah, I remember the star steel. That was the good shit. Yeah. That was like the good trips back in the nineties. Remember the good trips back in the nineties? You get the little trips. <laughs> You guys no, it's, no, sorry. It's just it's it's straight to one I play with the temperature, play formula, and booyah, motherfuckers! I'll, I'm about to finish another one. I'll post it soon. You better. Yeah. yeah if if you don't, you're a liar. Yeah. Fuck You've you. got two two days to post it up. Finish. Yep. If it's not done in two days, it's bullshit. Yeah. Don't blame your kids either. We're call we're calling you out, Mert. I'm calling you out. Don't blame coronavirus and your kids either. Yeah, no peanut butter and jelly fucking sandwich. <laughs> fucking Rona, mate. Rona. What else next? All right. Where were we? Matt Snape. So Matt Snape asked a question. You were saying something about Matt Snape. Could you give us some tips on and tricks on handle materials 
and the handle fit-up process for both full tang and hidden tang, thanks in advance, Matt Snape and Keen as Edgeware on Facebook and Insta. My tip is for handle materials and fit-up is don't have any gaps. That's bad. <laughs> gaps are bad. If you have gaps, you've done a bad job. You've done a bad, bad thing. So there should be no social distancing in your handle material. Fuck yeah. They should yeah. be snuck as fuck, like, oh yeah, touching all, like, there's no gap. They should be like, should be like mur murder on his phone and grinder. <laughs> You're the one with the grinder, deep shit. <laughs> Cheers, fellas. <laughs> Happy birthday, Cheers, son. Cheers, boys. Happy birthday, kid. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers. Clink, clink. Just like ching, the ching. papa. Ching, ching, motherfucker. So, Matt, Matt, I think what we're going to have to do is answer you when we're not fucking at this point in time. On a it, it's, it's a quiet <laughs> world questions. It's funny, isn't it? Because we're like four questions in. I know. No, but it's, that's a very broad question. Like, what do you do with the hidden tang and full tang? Yeah. Look, keep it flat. Make it. Make no gaps. Keep it flat. Make no gaps. This sender is your friend. This sender is your friend. You want to make shit? Oh fuck you! Yeah, I was joking that I use for my sharpening my daughter's pencils. Yes, I do it, but if I do it for my pencils, I do do it for my pencils. I'm sure you do. I've got those fucking. No, I bought those fucking Aldi carpenters pencils that aren't fucking like they're not symmetrical. Sure, sure. And it's easier to fucking do it on a fucking disc grinder. I take them up to eight. I'm sure it is easier to do it on a grinder. I take them up to 800 grit before I hand sand them. Get that perfect point. I think Mert's lost. But he's lost audio. I'm pretty sure that I just... I've lost I, 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 I look at him saying that's the perfect... Look, there was also a question asked about the grinders, disc grinders, what are they good for? Everything. Everything's flat. Everything. Spacers. If you want to align things, these grinders are perfect. Also, one thing that you'll learn is if you put a rubber backing, you can use your disc grinder to make your hand sanding process a lot faster. So this sander was one of the things that improved my knife making quite a bit. We missed a couple of questions. I just like... Scrolled up, and we missed some questions, dude. Right. We've, like, totally failed our listeners. No, you failed because you skipped. You failed. You're a fucking shit-faced. Yeah, but can't handle my booze. What do you want? Well, I've been drinking. Well, well, you wanted to record at half past nine at night. Like, fucking how, what chance was there of me being sober, you dumb fucks? I'm about I, to go do work This is fucked. This. I'm about to, like, full do like Oh, me. yeah, fucking. Yeah, rooting your missus doesn't count as work, my mate. <laughs> The power I'm not going to get a root, so fuck you. Now, listen up. Anthony <laughs> Kittle asked, how much... Now, shut up. No, this is a fucking serious question. This guy needs an answer. He's whoever he is. His name's Anthony Kittle. Does anyone know him? Do you guys uh, know him? Who's Anthony he's, Kittle? He's a, he's a fucking salty, salty bastard I met at the fucking symposium. He's a fucking... He's a good guy, actually. He's all right. He is actually top bloke. He's um, <laughs> top bloke. So, anyway, Anthony Kittle says... How much is too much? I think he was asking oh. that in relation to the alcohol consumption. <laughs> no, don't take it out of context, Kev. The context is how much is too much. Now, I was working on my barrel knife today. 
And I kept fuck you, trying to make barrel knives. Here we go. This will take a Here fucking... we go. This... Oh, the oh man, I was yeah. in my shed doing my fucking barrel knives. I was I'm doing so busy. I made, yeah. I made two it's, knives uh, this year. It's not going to hurt my feelings if you keep this up. Please don't hurt my feelings. Please don't hurt my feelings. Using the same fucking belt from 2018. Because you don't fucking grind shit. It's April and I've almost finished the fucking liners <laughs> on my first barrel knife for the year. Oh, by the way, I only make one a year. Anyway, you were saying, hey, you're working on your barrel knife, yeah? Fuck you, Kev. You're working on your barrel Fuck you, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, Carl, how much is too much? You were working on your barrel knife. That's right. So I kept trying to get the. The, on my spring, the gap between the, the holes and the edge even. So I took a little bit off one side and then a little bit off the other side. Then then it wasn't even because I took too much off the other side. So then I took a little bit more off the other side, but then it wasn't even because I took some off the other side. So I went to the other side and took a little bit more off. That was too much. Is that where it is? Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should cook yourself dinner over that. Mm. I will, I will. I'll go inside and fucking eat a fucking... Peanut butter jelly. Oh, not much, really. Peanut butter. Sliced cheese, Peanut really. Peanut butter yeah. jelly sandwich, fucker. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. It'll just be sliced, sliced cheese out of the fridge. Oh, That's oh, the shit. Oh. And if, if there's no sliced cheese, it'll be handfuls of grated cheese. Do you do that? Just pour it into your hand. <laughs> I do, actually. Sometimes, sometimes I put it into a bowl and squirt mayonnaise on it. <laughs> and then I have fucking oh. cheese and mayo. With Cholula. Do you ever put cheese and honey? Do you ever put cheese yeah, and honey? Nah. So, oh, salty and sweet. Oh, yeah. Cheese and honey is the best. Oh, it's the best. It's what, the best. what sort of cheese are you talking? Are you talking Mert? Mert, we all went up to Mert's place for the hammer and he had the fucking best. There's only one sort of cheese, just cheddar cheese, like shit that oh. you get Bodella or Bega or whatever. Mert, can you educate him? What's, what was that fucking tinned Turkish cheese we ate that was... Salty fucking Tink. awesome. It was like feta, but it was Turkish. Uh, that was tulum. Tulum means when you oh. skin a sheep, when you skin a oh. sheep, that's called as tulum. So they, it's a it's ancient style cheese, and it's like a stinky feta. It's soft and creamy. Fuck yeah. Stinky, it. salty, we fucking love Soft it. Soft and creamy and salty. Stinky, you salty. Stinky, salty. Stinky, salty and creamy. <laughs> Soft and you're gonna, creamy. You're going to get so much fucking cancelled after this episode. Apple is going to be like, guys, uh, sorry, you don't meet our criteria. Fucking cancelled. <laughs> sorry, iTunes, but yeah, we are. All right, where are we going? How much is too much? We've cloaked. <clears throat> the question is, how much is too much? We've had too much. Okay. Next one I missed. Yes, an example of that is now. Yeah, Dino. So Dino. That's Ivan. Says how many yeah. veterans are now? This is not just a fucking serious question because he's next con. How many veterans? He's oh. <laughs> <laughs> not an ex con. How many? Sorry, you had to listen to last week's episode. He's not an ex-con. He's a veteran. Yeah, He's yeah I was joking because last week I fucked that up, all right? This week I didn't fuck it up. I, oh, no. I did it as a joke. And I'm sorry to all the veterans that that's, that's funny, but you have to meet Ivan because Ivan is short for Ivan Malat and he is a convict. 
And so it just all makes sense if you know him. Anyway, don't worry. Veterans are su super serious. These guys have uh, served our country and, um, and total respect for them. How many veterans are listening to this, this chat? He says are in this channel, but I don't think that makes any sense. So I'm going to reword re it. How many veterans are listening to this podcast? And what's their story to be where you are? So guys, we can't answer that for you. But if you get onto our Knife Making Down Under group on Facebook, there, let us know what your story is. And it's particularly important to, yeah. to a lot of people. And, and share your story because there are a lot of veterans, a lot of ex-service people on this. If you click into the answers that were already provided on the question, I actually did ask for a bit of clarification on that. And he said, knife makers who, are, who were in the military and what job description they did, does the craft help them in, in what way and pictures? So I did actually say to him through my disguised knife making down under podcast person that we would um, start a thread on the knife making down under page to get veterans to tell us a bit about their knife making story and how it's helped them out. So after all the fucking fuck ups and our fucking laughing and wrong fucking shit, we will actually start up a thread for the military guys, ex current and ex military guys that are into knife making and tell us a bit about how it's, how it's fucking helping you guys out. Yeah, and how can we help you out, seriously? Because knife making is like, it's primeval. It's, and I mean I mean that in the like not evilist kind of way. It's, it's hmm. you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It's important to all of us because it's just in our genes. It's what we do. It's in our DNA. And it's a, it's a healing process for all of us. We're all fucked up. I mean, I'm sorry, but we are. And it's what we do to to get back to what we are. Yeah. So I, in my classes, I offer discounts to vets, well, actually current and ex-serving military plus first responders. And I also just had a couple of people come through on the DVA. Uh, the DVA paid for them to come and do my course. And I kind of had to justify what they were doing. You know, the questions were asked about the knife-making side of it. And I wrote an honest feedback to the Department of Veteran Affairs um, person and just said, you know, here's what we get up to. This is where I see a benefit in it. Here's, here's what the person does physically. And, you know, put my case forward. And, and they were approved and, and paid for by Veterans Affairs. And there's, you know, myself, Paul Aristan, uh, a couple other makers around that are doing the courses where we highly encourage you to talk to your um, caseworker, if that's what they're called, and uh, look at doing that. Kev, how are you? How are you able to help a veteran? So, how does it help one of your classes, or what should the vet expect from a knife making class? Can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, I can actually. They can expect to come in, especially with what I'm running. They can come into a, a, a fairly quiet environment. So I, I run my stuff just from my workshop and I have a maximum of two people and I'm very happy to run uh, courses for one-on-one -on -one if that's needed. So they're going to come into a, to a very quiet, safe environment. They're going to come in and they're going to get taught about sort of the skills and everything involved in 
um, creating that knife. And it's just going to basically be a process of overcoming, you know, potential adversity. Every step you can fuck things up. And even if we do fuck things up, we'll fix it. But it's just going to come in and get you in an environment where you can get back into that hands-on, get back into that mindset of actually being able to achieve something. And at the end of the end of the two days, we'll run those courses. You're going to come out with these pretty awesome things that you've made, you've put your heart and soul into. And like a lot of guys have done already, you can head off and then start making them yourself. Awesome. Look, honestly, the service you've given our country, we totally respect it. So anything we can do to help... Gamaco is the same. Any any time we have any anybody that can um, obviously verify their uh, what they've done for the country and and their service, and we we're more than happy to help out in any way we can. Yeah, and you sponsor um, the Forge Through program. You're a you're a Forge Through support person, aren't you, Karen? Yeah, Forge Through is one by Dean Dean Hamilton. Yep. And basically, it just means like uh, for people that are going through that. Um, Going through the process of getting through uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Disorder. Uh, You just... Look, honestly, mate, I've lived a privileged life. I can't imagine what that's like. So, guys, I hope you don't, you know, disrespect me for it, but I don't know. I don't know. I've never been through that. But Dean Hamilton is is running a really great program where he he basically takes people that that are going through post-traumatic post-traumatic stress disorder and he really gives them a helping hand and a lift up and a leg up and and it's called forge through so it's forging through the um forging through the yep. difficulty and yeah we support yep. that absolutely anything we can do to help you just let us know yeah i'm, I'm the same i've been a big supporter of dean and what he's doing and i give him what i can from my own workshop like i said i'm, I'm a i'm a small business operator and i have a lot um but i yeah give to that because it's a very good cause so um, we'll get Dean on here for a for an interview when we're back to sort of normal hours we can do something during the day and have it a little bit more you know couth or serious um, we'll get Dean on here because that I think Dean what he's doing is marvellous and the stories that he can tell us about his own sort of journey through everything like that um, is just going to be Pretty fucking profound, actually, to listen to. So, Dean Handsacker, Ivan, Ivan the Ring Bearer, um, we'll start a topic up on the page. You can fucking jump in, mate, and uh, take a bit of control over that because we know that's a bit of thing you're very passionate about. You can try and encourage some of your military mates, current and ex-military mates, to jump on board and show us what they're doing with knife making, um, and, and we'll go from there. And look, I challenge them to let us know how we can help because honestly, it's the least we can do, guys. Um, you know, you don't, you're not asking for help. You're not begging. You just um, all we're doing is repaying you for what you've done for us, so we don't have to do it. That's all. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll move on to the we'll, we'll move on to the next question. This is, you can read this one. It's from fucking Ian Ronald. I thought you'd say that because it's got three lines. <laughs> <laughs> same question. Five lines. Ian Ronald says. <laughs> Might be the last one for the night. Same question I asked. Might be the last one what? for the night. Do we have time for Ian's question? Might have to delay him another week. He missed out, missed out last week because we ran out of time. <laughs> Maybe we should push him out. Uh, we we want to do it? No, nah, let's get his one over. Okay, it's the same question he asked. Slightly too late for the last podcast. 
What's the worst piece of knife-making advice you've ever given anyone? Bonus points if you did it on purpose. No, nobody, <laughs> no, nobody's that did shit to fucking do it on purpose, I believe. Oh, come on, Mert. I've told people to take up knitting before because their work's shit. That's good advice, though, in my defence. Yeah. I've told people to look at Mert's table. <laughs> worst bit of advice I've told someone in recent history... Listen to knife. Listen to knife making down on the podcast. We're going. We might learn a thing or two. <laughs> We're going downhill fast. Yeah. Cheers. It's my birthday yesterday. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck them. They're only <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Look, if you don't like what you've heard, if you're offended and slightly butt hurt, you need to start a post on the group knife making down under. Those guys will really help you out. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I can't actually recall giving anyone, like, the worst. If that was a tough one. I read this when he put it through, and then I had another week to think about it, or two weeks, actually, to think about it, whatever it's been. And uh, I don't know. I can't think of the worst thing that I've told someone. Probably back in the old days when we were sort of were saying to people, you know, buy an anvil, buy a forge, do all this stuff when you want to get into knife making. In hindsight, it's like now, is like, buy a fucking grinder. Do stock removal. Learn how to grind. That will set you on the right course. So maybe inadvertently telling them to buy a big fucking forging setup was the worst thing that I've told them to do. Mert? I have not given anybody bad advice on purpose. What I what I thought at at that moment. Oh yeah, it's not just on purpose. It's about it's like it's bonus points if it was on purpose. But he's asking, what's the worst advice you ever gave on knife making? I can go back. Oh, hang on, hang on. Like my career goes back a long way. So I, I may have told people I may have told people to quench fifty to one hundred a few times because that's what I was told to triple quench. That's not good there, but yeah, just just. Quite a few times. That was the worst <laughs> advice I gave him. Worst advice I ever gave Mert was you can get a mod on 52-100. And he did it. <laughs> it was like, booyah, motherfucker. I thought the worst advice you ever gave Mert was that grinder was an app for knife makers. <laughs> oh, you dickheads. All right. The worst advice I ever gave was... When I'd spent a lot of money on a grinder, and back then it was, well, it's still a lot of money. $2,000 I'd bought a grinder. Because I bought a Radius Master that was fixed speed, I thought I had to justify that it was fixed speed. So my advice that I gave everyone was, you don't need variable speed in a grinder because... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was the worst advice. And I did that oh. I did that very publicly on British Blades, which, thank God, has closed down, so all that's gone. You did it so people can't burn their fucking steel so you can sell more steel and belts. I didn't sell steel back then. That was 2007. That's a long time ago, Mert. So anyway, I I said you don't need variable speed. But as it turns out, uh, you, you really do. don't need variable speed. But, Jesus, it makes your life a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Hang on. What if your grinder had three setting? What if you had, like, a the fucking belt sander addiction? <laughs> What if the what if your belt sander had three setting, fast as fuck, 
midway and slow. That's fine. Well, just slow. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Three yeah. speeds would be fine. Yeah. I, I really only... Three speeds would be fine. I always say to people when I'm selling a grinder at a show, because I sell grinders, it's my job. When I go to a show, I always turn it on and I say, listen, look, it can run as a file and I turn it on to slow. And then I say, it can work as a sander and I turn it to medium. And then I turn it to... Next one, I say it works as a linisher, so it can deburr and grind your bevels. And I turn it to full speed and say, look, and it can hog your material. That's four speeds, not three. I know that. I respect that. I've made a mistake there, but I'm drunk. It's f- Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> I think this tells us like we really have to wrap it up. Uh, we've got time. <laughs> we can do one more question. This one here from Fromholt. What are we talking about? The most underrated knife maker, according to Matthew McVicker, who's a cabbage. <laughs> hey, McVicker, you know how I was sending you text messages through this podcast telling you you had to listen to this podcast? <laughs> this is why. <laughs> we love you. We love you, Matty. We love you, mate. That, that wasn't me. Just say cabbage so I can take the sound clip and edit out cabbage. Cabbage. Thank you. That's fine. Cabbage. There you go. This next one's from Adam Fromholtz. Adam Fromholtz is a wet paper aphobic. A wet paper aphobic is someone who's scared of wet paper. It's important to notice if you ever meet Adam. Seriously? Really? At Fromholtz Knives. Yeah, no, he's totally freaked out by wet paper. Fuck yeah. Didn't you know that? Yeah. (laughs) No, you've got to respect that. Oh yeah, respect that. Really. What can you tell him? Next, next show we're gonna be like side by side. I'm just gonna put a fucking wall all over my paper, like yeah, yeah you like that, yeah. bitch? Wet paper, wet paper. Don't you do that shit, guys? That's mean. That's nasty. Don't make fun of people's phobias. That's just wrong. You'll be pouring the water on the paper, and I'm like, Adam, Adam. Look, he's like, what? And I'll say, I pawned out you, and you'll have the wet paper, and you'll stick your finger, like, yeah! Yeah, it's a wet paper! And then I'll just, like, put it on my face, and be, like, walking around with it. And start, start like, biting, <laughs> like, ah! Yeah, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> That's a fucking, that's a fucking, that's a, that's the first time I've ever heard of a phobia, or someone suffering from the phobia, of wet paper because that makes more sense to some of those conversations that McVicker has and this McVicker the cabbage um, is talking about throwing wet paper at Adam now I know why he's a nasty bastard okay so Adam Fromholtz says and again three lines so I'll take it I would like to hear a segment on how knife making can be beneficial to one's mental health well it stops me going crazy. <laughs> just after we, just after we fucking bagged him out about his phobia. <laughs> I think we've failed here. We try to be a serious podcast, and I just don't think people are listening to us in a serious way. I think we're 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 unedited, unadulterated. Do you know what we're doing wrong? Cabbage. Peter Pan. Cabbage. Peter Pan. Cabbage. Peter Pan. Happy birthday, okay. Let's... Mr. <laughs> President. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, if only they could see this, but they're not going to see this because that's wrong. 
So where were we? You need to cut out about like 10 minutes of shit. Consider it done. And we had Adam talking about the... Adam talking about... that's enough. It's already hard enough to edit. We're going to have to do a Patreon, and the Patreon people can pay like $500 a month to hear what goes on between the edits. Fucking fans on Fans on That's it. Pay. Ivan will be in. Yeah, not even 500 Let's get him on there for like fucking whatever it is. Thirty nine ninety five. If they could, if they could only hear the shit I have to cut out every week. Thirty bucks. Every week I cut out half an hour of shit that is hilarious that I just can't make public because that would be wrong. So wrong, like I'm so thick, like I'm thicker than Peter Pan. His blades behind the edge, that kind of. There's another. Hey, can you do me a favour, Mert? Say Peter Pan. Peter Pan. (laughs) Right. I'll edit that in. Beautiful. So anyway, Adam. Adam from Holtz, who would like to hear a segment on how knife making can be beneficial to one's mental health. Well, it stops him going crazy. I think we need to put that down in one of our daytime recording segments once the... Chinese flu is over, and we can move oh, on from. So, so racist. It's so no, racist. it's not. No, remind, reminding people of an origin <laughs> of a sickness is not being racist. It came out of China. It's Chinese virus. According to Trump. Chi- China, China, China. <laughs> you are like fucking twenty-five minutes of editing in this last twenty-five minutes. Oh, fuck, that's fucked up, man. No. Oh, people will not understand just how much we've lost. But if you if you pay $500 a month on Patreon, you can see it all. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon. 500 bucks is a good hooker for one soldier, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, we're pretty fucked. Well, I need a... Anyway, I'm not going to go there because I'm just going to spend the night with me and Mary Palmer as normal. Matthew McVicker comes in and says, Adam Fromholtz, yeah, that's a good one. And there's 14... McVicker, you're an idiot. He's a fucking... Cabbage. <laughs> Cabbage. Hey, actually, guys, there was, a, there was a good question about pricing. Do you guys want to tackle this or no? Yeah, well, nah. well, how far down is it? Oh, well, let's get to it. No, nah, we can do it. <sighs> no, let's go, to, let's, go to the, let's go to the easy one to answer for the end. Yep. Question for the end of the night. Yep. From YDC Mjolnir, what lighting setups do you use in your workshops? Man, lighting is so critical. There's two things now in my workshop that are super critical. The first is lighting, and the second is my OptiVisor. I do not know how I ever made a knife without an OptiVisor. It was funny that when I used to do my knife making down in my old workshop, which was my garage, and I used to think the lighting was adequate. Then I built my new workshop and I like tripled the lighting in there. And I thought that was just fucking amazing. And then I had a mate come around and he was doing a knife making like the first. He was like in my own workshop. He was like the guinea pig for setting up my own workshop for teaching classes. And we're on the grinder, the, the belt grinder, not the app grinder. We're on, on the belt grinder and he's like, 
fuck, man, I can't see shit. And I was like, seriously, man, hey, fuck, look, there, there's heaps of fucking light. But it was all relative. It was, like, much lighter than the previous workshop, which I thought was okay. So then what I did was went on to Heron Forbes, who are not a sponsor, but we'll call them out anyway, Heron Forbes, and I bought their um, LED flexible fucking lights, and I now have them coming down over the top of my grinders so you can move them a bit left and a bit right, whichever way you need to. And I have to say, when I put those things in and the first time I turned the power on one of those lights, fuck, fucking mind-blown about how shit my fucking lighting was prior to that. I've been using the ones from Ikea. I put a post up on Fly Press Forging, which is a group on Facebook, yeah, I've been using the ones from Ikea. They're 15 bucks each, so, yeah, they're, they're madness. Kev's showing me a picture of a half-empty <laughs> bottle. Uh, I'm going to show him a picture of a half-empty bottle, but the problem is his is a litre and mine's 750 mil. And Mert's still got... Mert's got a full bottle. He hasn't drunk He's bloody teetotaler. He's Alcoholics Anonymous right there, that cabbage. Yeah. So... The, the other thing... You, you were just saying, I saw the lights that you did your um, brackets for mm. on your fly press thing. They're pretty good. I actually bought the cheaper, smaller your LED lamps. Your welds were not clean, Corin. Your welds were your welds, your welds are like magpies. Can shoot. I just say something right here about welding on Facebook? <laughs> no, fuck you both. No, fucking listen. Go, go, go ahead, Corin. Go ahead. Come on. Now, listen. Have you got a mega or a tea? There's on every... It's a stick, you cabbage. I've always got my hand on my stick. <laughs> so anyway, I've got a... You're not even micro. Do I even micro? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, there's a T-shirt. There's two there's even micro. I've got this thing at the moment. I don't know what it is, but every time I see... And there's always some cabbage on every Facebook group that says something about... Cabbage. Oh, those worlds won't hold 12 ton, or those worlds are shit, and they look like bird shit. I don't know what it is. It just boils my blood, and I have to say something. And I've just been burning cabbage, left, right, and center. Get the mick out of here. Get the mick out of here. Get the mick out of here. Whatever. So I say, I've just been burning cabbage, left, right, and center. Because, honestly, if you don't, honestly, your worlds don't have to look pretty. They have to do a job. Did you see the one I burnt on Australian Blacksmiths, Bladesmiths and Knife Makers Network? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I burned him hard. And he was like, he called me a hero, which is good because I am. Like, just going to put that out we, there. Because that's how yeah. I handle fame. Thanks, Matthew McVicker. We, so anyway, we, handle, we handle it like heroes. And I've gone, I've, I've burned him hard and like 20 people have liked my comment and no one's liked his because his was like, those wells won't hold 12 ton. And my comment just burned the fuck out of him and I got like, I don't know, 20 likes or something because, you know, I need likes because they make me feel good. Are you do you remember... Counting your do likes? You... What the fuck, man? Sorry? Oh, it's pathetic, he's, bragging, he's bragging about the likes he's oh. getting. I got 12 I got... likes. It's very important to me. I got 20 likes, one love heart and a frowny face. Mm. One love heart. <laughs> and Ivan was the, Ivan was the love heart. <laughs> yeah, well, we love you too, Ivan. You window smashing fuck. At this point in time, can you remember the question that was asked? No, no. about light. Do you want me to look the it up? lighting in your workshop. 
What does the fuck they have to do with welding? Why are we talking about welding? <laughs> the welding comment you get saying, oh, those welds are not going to hold. They're made by shit. I used to work for the federal government, so I'm used to thinking when I'm drunk. It's relative to the context of our conversation because we were talking about lighting and then we said you used your fly press to make brackets and then we went on a tangent of how shit your worlds are and you're a hero and then McVick is a cabbage and now we're talking about Ikea lights because they're cheap and versatile and the lighting set up in your forge should be adequate with multiple sources of light like uh, fluorescent tubes, incandescent tubes, LED lights, and daylight. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than doing a knife and walking out outside and thinking, I'll take some pictures of it. You walk outside and you go, holy fuck, how did I miss Street that? City. I think it wasn't an Uncle Keith that was talking about lighting in his workshop. Bruce Barnett. We haven't had Bruce on him. Bruce Barnett brings it up all the time. Bruce Barnett's the one that always says... Uh, it, no, Bruce always says you've got to have multiple different types of lighting. I'm probably Unky Keith says it too, and Bruce might have got it from Unky Keith, from all I know. But I just remember. Un- nah, I reckon I reckon Keith got it from Bruce. That's sort of like Herbie's. I reckon I reckon Keith said it. <laughs> I, I reckon Keith said it first, but by the time he said he was or the hashtag Unky Keith. <laughs> Hashtag Unky Keith. Look, guys, I don't know what the original question was, but if you get onto Instagram and you look up Hashtag Unky Keith, look, whatever your problems are, they'll go away. They will melt away into the Hashtag Unky Keith. That's U-N-K-Y. How do you spell it? U-N-K-Y. K-E-I-F. Unky Keith with an F. Keith, with a... Th- I made th- that one th- up years ago, and it's been going for ages. You've got to love it. Anyway, keep going. So anyway, what were you talking about? Welding. Speaking of welding... Yeah. On one of the podcasts, I talked about needing to learn how to weld better, and I had a, I had a listener of the podcast reach out to me and say they would like to teach me how to weld. Was that Simo? No, it was um, fucking uh, 116 Blades down the coast. Jake Summerall. Ah, uh, he's a Summerall. Kev, Kev, when you see shit knives, do you comment on them saying, let me teach you how to grind, or let me teach you how to eat treat, let me teach you how to finish, let me let me teach you how to handset. Do you comment no. like that? No, because you, you've already commented like that. Me? <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously. You. No, no, seriously, you. Nah, fuck you. All seriously. <laughs> Yeah, what? yeah, nah, yeah, nah, nah, yeah. yeah. Hey, nah, yeah. Speaking, speaking of yeah, nah, nah, yeah, old mate, fucking, um, fucking, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at, podcast, man. I'm looking at Bert and I'm laughing and I'm losing track of where I'm at. Wrong. The reason, I, the reason I said one knife maker commented was saying, "Oh, your welds are shit." And I was here tempted to say, yeah, your grinds are shit. Your hand sanding is shit. Your blade profile is shit. No, I didn't do it. No, no, but I actually said that I needed to go and do 
like a tape course for welding and then I was offered assistance to learn it from someone that I know, which is a much better prospect, much better prospect, much happier to go down and learn off someone that knows what they're doing. They've done a tape course. What are you doing? Karen's on the keyboard. I can hear him. Tabby, tabby, he's, been tabby, a key, tabby. he's been a keyboard voyeur. I just wanted to tell <laughs> Mo, Whitey McMulgen why we couldn't answer his question properly. Oh, yeah. Because we're too drunk. Yeah, I'm old. I'm older. He's <laughs> pissing in his shop again. He's going to regret that in the morning. Can you hear it? I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I pissed off so many cunts. That's going to go in. <laughs> One of the worst fucking episodes we ever done. You guys, you guys one of the worst fucking episodes we ever done. I look at other podcasts as a competition, right? And and you know what? They're so yeah. fucking professional. I don't even. I don't even. They're so professional. How do they do it? How do they do professional podcasts when it's like it's so hard to like to like do a professional podcast where Mert's taking um, a piss in the corner of his shed. <laughs> oh fuck him he's not saying you think you must have a good microphone or a big schlonger <laughs> guess what <laughs> yeah I know I've got the same microphone <laughs> it's not that good <laughs> So, yeah, what are we talking about? Oh, fucking hell. What time is it? Twenty. Uh, guys, guys, we got to oh. fucking wrap it up, man. It's been, it's been two fucking hours since we started. It has. Well, actually, since I pressed the record button, it's been two hours and 20 minutes. But we'll edit the fuck out of this one. We'll have one hour, ten fuck. minutes. <laughs> People aren't going to want to listen to this shit. It's going to be 25 minutes long. <laughs> Fucking oath. Yeah. We just like wasting our like, lives. Uh, Corinne will say, edit, I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Cabbage. Uh, no. I love her. She's wonderful. She's my she's my cheese and kisses. I love my cabbage. I love my... <laughs> I love her cabbage. <laughs> oh. Uh, isn't it so good? She takes so little interest in my life that she'll never hear this. Cheers, guys. There is, there is Cheers, a boys. Um, significant drop in the bowl here. All, all seriousness, huh? i got to leave the pub, guys. i got to drive home. Who's going to be the designated decoy tonight? Seriously, I'm about to lose my shit, guys. Like, that's, what do you mean I'm, you're about to lose your shit? You lost your shit ages ago. I just edited it out. You no, lost I'm, your shit 45 minutes ago, you fucker. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just tense. I'm just really... That bit like, where you said Peter Pan was like a yeah. bit thick behind the edge. That bit. Yeah. That's where you lost your shit, dude. Did you say Peter Pan? Peter Pan. <laughs> uh, Look, you fuckers, let's fucking wind it up. Yeah. All right. Get onto the group, Knife Making Down Under. Join up. Join in the fun. Like our Instagram. It's really important to like our Instagram because we're feeling a little bit inadequate. So we need to get like a thousand likes on Instagram. So if you guys can all just jump on Instagram, give us a like. We'll feel like he's better. 
follow. A follow. Yeah, a follow, follow on Instagram. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, that was coming from our Instagram guy who's like, let us down. Mert, you're the man. We yeah. love you. Fuck you. That's that's what we're after. Oh, and we're going to get some shirts printed. We've got a design that has been donated from someone. Where's he from, Mert? Where's that guy from? Is he Australian or American? No, American maker. I'll just Google. Uh, I'm just looking up his name one second. Whatever, anyway. We, we're going to get a shirt. This guy's done a great job. Because he thinks we're a pack of tools, and he was willing to put that on a shirt. Iconoclast Craftworks. I, Iconoclast Craftworks. Anyway, that dude, he is making us a shirt, <laughs> and he called us a bunch of tools, and, and we totally agree. So we're going to make a shirt. We're going to do a bulk buy. And if you don't know what a bulk buy is, you don't know me at all, and you just should just know me better. So... In a bulk buy, we all get it cheaper. Support the podcast, guys. Support the podcast. We're gonna we're gonna put out a t-shirt. It's a good t-shirt designed by one of our listeners. Support the podcast. It's a good t-shirt. Support the podcast. Tools making tools. The knife making down under podcast. Uh, there might be another one that is uh, quite funny, very relevant. Relevant. Let's not let's not break what it is, fellas. Let's put it out there. Uh, we'll put it out there on the Knife Making Down Under page. Um, support the podcast. Keep listening to us. Ignore the fact that um, through this coronavirus time, we're um, a little bit of out of sorts. We can only record late at night. We're, we're drowning our sorrows with single malt whiskies of, of a reasonable calibre. And uh, when, when the government of the world decides that we can do things differently, we'll get back to being... A little bit more professional, but we never promise to be professional very much at all. Um, and we'll get on to our regular routine. In the meantime, you're going to have to just put up with us doing pubcasts and having a bit of fun. Because that's what it's all about at the moment. Breaking, breaking the ice, having a bit of fun, keeping things a bit uh, yeah, that's it, that's it. And, and you know what? It's good to drink <clears throat> not alone. Because drinking alone would mean that we were alcoholics. So you've got to, you've got to get on a Zoom meeting with your friends, <laughs> have your own little podcast. And um, Chris Levers, I'm really sorry we didn't get to your question. I've just put a little comment on your. I think I've spelled a few things wrong, but we will we will come back to it. There's like 120 questions. Well, I think it's 120 questions. There's 120 comments on that post and. We didn't get there. So we just didn't get there. And I feel a little bit, personally, I feel a little nah. disappointed in Mert because he didn't get there. Uh, I thought he had more in him. But if he was like a better man, a man's man, if you will. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. All right. Guys, seriously, wrap it up. We, 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 got, we got in the deep shit. What do you mean we're in deep shit? We can't get in any worse shit. Oh, it's 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 been. We've got to stop been, recording at night. This is dangerous for all of us. It is because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get up at like seven in the morning and I'm fucking pissed off me fucking train. I get up at fucking six. Yeah. You gonna get up at six, man? Yep. I I get up fucking six o'clock regardless. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not getting up. I'm sleeping in the shed tonight, baby. I get up at six o'clock fucking regardless. 
See you all later. We all love you. I love but you honestly, guys. we've had a good night and um, have a good Sorry. night, guys. We, we, Thank we, you, we're fellas. as drunk as we sound. We're really totally good having a chat. Cold. Fucking, I'm doing good, the job. Good having a chat. How good I am. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday, happy fella. Happy birthday to you. me. Yeah, I hope you pressed stop ages ago. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to Good go. night, sweetheart. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Bum, 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 bum. I hate to leave you, but really must say. Good night, sweetheart. Oh, yeah, like, 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 she's going to be happy about that when I'm smelling like whiskey. It's time to go. Bum, bum. Boom, boom. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Boom, 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 boom. I hate to leave you, but really must say good night, sweetheart. Good night. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Boom, 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 boom. I hate to leave you, but really must say good night, sweetheart. Good night. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> good night, fellas. Good night, <laughs> Nobody can stand their voice.